Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. I have something very, very important to talk about that um, I'm sure is going to concern a lot of people. It's something that many of you really, really don't want to hear about it. And I'm not going to talk about hell. No, I'm going to talk about the end times. No, the destruction of this earth. No, I'm going to talk about something that makes men cry and women shake. I'm going to talk about a message I believe that is so controversial. It it is something that I believe that affects everybody on this planet, but most people don't want to listen to what I'm about to say. It's a scary, scary subject. Oh my gosh. It's should I or should I not? Since we're in church, well, let's first, let's look at this. See, listen, church, we got to get real, honestly. And I want to be very, very uh, relevant in this life. I don't want to be old school. I don't want to be so new school that people don't even understand who you are. I want to be relevant. Amen? And I believe the Bible is relevant. I believe Jesus is relevant. And in that, again, I want to talk about something that is totally, completely straight from my heart. Be honest with you. Now, I want us to see something real quick. The death toll on coronavirus is 100,000. All right? Now, we know that's, it's a little padded, but I don't care. That's a whole lot of people that have died in the world. Right? Isn't that true? That's a whole lot of people. And it's a whole lot of people that I believe that should not be dead. Now, are there people that were on their pathway quicker to death? According to every expert, 90%. Now listen, 90% of that number had all these underlying conditions that took their life sooner. Are you hearing? Sooner. Now, why is this important? Well, It's very important because we're in church. And like I said, we're talking, we're going to talk about a subject that church people don't want to talk about. We want to talk about the third level in heaven, whatever that is. We want to talk about the fourth dimension. We want to talk about super faith. We want to talk about the praise and, and, and the, and, and the, Worship that brings the presence of God. And usually they talk like that when they're talking that way. Now I'm going to talk about something that I believe is one of the most important subjects in the church today. And it has 100% to do with you living longer on this earth, which I believe is a little important. Don't you? Don't you out there? Don't you believe being on this earth is, is something that God's plan is connected to? Because if it wasn't, he'd just take us all away right now. Just get us out. Get us out of here. 
But we have a purpose. We are, we are here for such a time as this. And so I, I, we look at the 100,000 deaths. We look at the 90% of deaths are because of pre-existing medical conditions. Now, let me, let me tell you what the major conditions are. All right? People with chronic lung disease or severe asthma. People have serious heart conditioners. People have severe obesity, a body mass index of 40 plus. People with diabetes. People who are immune compromised. That means people that are dealing with cancer, um, they're taking cancer, uh, 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 the, the whole process to battle that, um, different kidney issues, different things that their immune system has been broken down because of the medicines that are being used or taking medicines that break down your immune system in general. Now, hear the truth that we're about to talk about. Because this came from, I believe straight from the heart of God because it was my heart that was crying out for y'all. And that's what produced what I'm about to talk about. Now, in the natural or in an ability to look at something that will show us how to either reveal something or to fix something. And that's what I want to do right now, because I, I just told you what has happened in the world and the people that died and what they're dealing with that produce 90% of deaths. And I believe 100% avoidable. And that's what's scary. 100% avoidable. Now, let's take a look. First thing, lung cancer. You know what the number one cause of lung cancer? Smoking. You guys, we all understand we're all born with a cigarette in hand, right? No, exactly. And if you don't, if you don't have a problem with smoking, then you don't know anything. Because I can guarantee you, everybody in here knows someone that has died because of smoking or someone close. And I can tell you right now, my mom's gone because of it. My grandma's gone because of it. My grandpa's done because of it. My other grandma's done because of it. My aunt's done because of smoking. Smoking. Nothing else, not a car wreck. Smoking. All died of lung cancer tied to smoking. Now that bothers me because it is a chosen habit. It's something that it's not a part of life. It's something that people are choosing to do. It's so bad that people that don't want to get coronavirus and they're all wearing their mask and they're so scared and wearing their mask are sitting in parking lots, pulling down the mask and smoking a cigarette. Oh my God, is this crazy? I don't want to get it. This bothers me. It bothers me because it hits home close. And you can get all uh, mad all you want. And Christians, there's a whole bunch of you out there that smoke. And this isn't to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel guilty or condemned. Because if you smoke, it doesn't send you to hell. You, you're going to go to heaven quicker. And this is a problem because people don't want to hear stuff like this. 
because they're doing it. Anything we do that we know it's wrong and we start talking about it, there's toes that are being stepped on, nerves that are being pricked. I get it. Listen, I'm not perfect. I've been through church. I've been in life. And I know when the pastor hits on a subject that I don't like or I'm guilty of, we all start doing this. We all do it. It's uncomfortable. But don't ever think that revelation or revealing something that you might be doing wrong is to hurt you. Because it isn't. It's to help you. Period. And I get these deep, ugly habits. It took you a while to create it. But the problem is, is in that habit creating, you've deceived yourself in thinking that there's nothing wrong with it. I couldn't believe um, my last, the last years of my mom, she was under so much bondage that she was literally in the last stages with, you know, the oxygen mask. And I'd catch her taking that thing off so she could smoke. Come on, man, this is silly. It's, it's, it's beyond, it's, it's crazy. But that's the bondage that was in her life. And anybody that knows my mom could never say anything negative about her. Nothing. I mean, I, there isn't an unkind word that has ever come in her mouth that I ever know of. I'm serious. I've never heard her start speaking or be negative against anyone, even people that deserved it. She just wouldn't do it. She just, I mean, this is just who she was. But man, she had a bad habit. Bad habit. And most people that knew her didn't even know that. I don't know how, because that smell just don't go away. But the point is, is lovely woman, but had a bad habit that killed her, that killed my mom. And it was because by choice. And that's what I can't stand. I can't stand it. Cause smoking, secondhand smoke. How do we prevent it? Exercise, eating healthy, balanced diet, maintain a healthy weight. And of course, stop or don't smoke. But in lung cancer, you can reverse the effects. I know my dad did. I've seen the, the x-ray of his lung before and the lung like 10 years later. I'm telling you, you can reverse that as a smoker. But also, it is proven that exercise, eating healthy, all these things will help you rejuvenate your lungs. All right, just, just flow with me on this because this is very, very important. Diabetes. This is probably one of the major areas that COVID has attacked. I mean, just attacked. And it's so sad because again, diabetes isn't something that just you catch. Genetically, there's cause for concern, but never is there a picture of someone that maybe their parents had it or what, that 
because they're healthy, exercising, eating right, that all of a sudden they have it and they're, they're sick. It doesn't work that way. And this is, what, this is what's so ugly about this because I know and I have known hundreds of Christians that are dealing this, with this right now and in the past. Diabetes. Is it preventable? Yeah. You got to cut things from your diet, sugars, carbs. You got to eat a healthy diet. You got to exercise regularly and you got to lose weight if you're overweight. And what does it do? Your body is created to bring health. Your body's created to heal itself. People don't understand this stuff because they'll be feeling temperature and, and, and getting this. And it's your body fighting it. That's why you're getting a fever and those things. It's your body. It's created to heal itself. God didn't create a body to die. He created a body to heal, restore. It's, just, this, it's a beautiful thing. Next, we have heart disease, cause, obesity, insulin resistance, or diabetes, high cholesterol, blood pressure, family history, heart disease, being physical, inactive, smoking, eating unhealthy, clinical depression. Those all produce heart disease. Isn't heart disease like the number one killer or something? I didn't even check, but I believe it is. I believe it's very close, number one killer. I didn't see any, anything in there that says, you know, a third of the population has to because they're born with it. And this is what's killing people in this ugly virus. It's going straight for these people. Majority of everybody gets a fever, feels a little yucky for a few days, and then they're done. Isn't that interesting? But we're made to think that we're all about to die. I understand the importance of caring about those people that are dealing with underlying issues. And it's our responsibility to protect them. But please don't go off into this fear land that actually is la-la land that you're going you're gonna to go to Safeway and catch it and die. I mean, come on. I mean, I understand the experts are like this. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And we're all sitting there going, it's like a ping pong game. We're trying to figure out what's the answer, what's the answer? The answer is, is let's operate in wisdom. Let's operate as the word of God has taught us to operate. Wise, gentle as doves, but wise as a serpent. In other words, God wants us to going through life, not aggressively attacking or judging, but he wants us to walk in wisdom through times like this, especially through times like this. So we don't get caught up in all the emotionalism. We're not to live life emotional. We're to live life intentionally with wisdom in truth, driven by truth, not emotion. Are you guys following me? All right. Again, we get the danger, but we need to do something starting now. No more business as usual as how we look at life. No more. Everybody in here is very important. Everybody out there 
Very important. God has a plan for your life. He has a destiny for you to walk in. But you and only you will determine how long it's going to be. God isn't up there going, pulling the trigger and going, I'm going to kill this one now. Time for this one. That ain't how it works. I know there's some weird churches out there that believe that, but it's not true. Heart disease. How do we prevent it? Huh. Interesting. 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 Healthy weight. Eat healthy diet. Exercise. Limit alcohol. Don't smoke. Manage stress. Oh my gosh. These aren't like superhuman tasks. It's a choice. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, Pastor, especially when we get around coming to the new year, I've heard this for years and years, and believe me, I've said it for years and years, where you're at this place where you're like, I need to fix this. I need to change what I'm eating, change exercise. I need to, I need to, I need to. And what happens? Nothing. And we go year after year until something drastic happens. Something terrible takes place. Our leg hurts, our back hurts, our knee hurts, our, our head hurts, or, you know, all of a sudden we're dealing it, but we're also not operating on a high level of health because we've pushed it aside. Can I help you in this area in one understanding that I believe that is the key or a very important key for you to win in a decision to become healthier? You're worth it. That's a fact. See, most people, they don't see themselves worth being healthy. And that's so sad because it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. It's our responsibility. We're needed. Yeah, I get it. You're, you got some messed up times. I get it that you're going through this and you're going through that and, and you've tried and failed, tried and failed. I get all that. We've all been there, done that. But I'm going to tell you right now, not everybody stays on that train of failure. Many, many, many people get off finally. I've heard the stories. I've heard the stories. I can, I can name off all kinds of names where their families are just, it's just a, it's, it's a wreck. And one gets off and all of a sudden starts living a life to when they were living their lives, they looked at life and said, it would be impossible for anything good to happen. But all of a sudden, years later, they find themselves in a place where it's, it's like fantasy land. And they look back at their past and they say, I never believed this could ever be possible. It, all things are possible to those who can believe. It doesn't matter what color, what race, what country. What matters is, is what are you going to believe? And I know we're influenced by so many different things. So many different people with so many different agendas. And God's saying, listen, and I'm serious. This is what impacted me most. I want you to be you, son. I want you to be you, daughter. Not someone else. You. 
And a lot of Christians, a lot of even Christian leaders, their identity is so weak that they got to look for other people to define it for them. They've got to keep searching and searching. What else is there? What else do I need? And you're so lost in understanding that you have so many valuable tools and have, you have the greatest potential, but you want a copycat. And we can't be that because there's going to be someone else getting rich on those ideas and we ain't going to do it. Are you guys hearing me? Healthy exercise. I'm telling you, this is so amazing. Like I said, we got to be spirit led, not emotionally driven, right. Right? right? Amen. Disease will cut your life short and you're not here to die, but you're to live. Remember John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come. I have come. Purpose of I have come is to give life and a short life at that. Amen. All right. Oh, it didn't say that. Okay. Cause some people are defining it that way. He says, I've come to give life and life more abundant, more abundant. That life is something that we need to look at as precious, but you can't look at it as precious if you don't see yourself precious. You can't love when you can't love yourself. It just doesn't work. And we all got to battle that, don't we? Don't we? I get it. A lot of this stuff isn't simple, but it's worth it. It's important. It's important. We must live a life of health. And that's spirit, soul, and body. And that's what scripture shows us. Health involves a willingness to change, and it is a choice. In John 14, 6, it says this. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, I am the what? Way, the truth, and the life. I like this because when, when he talks about I'm the way, the, the picture is, is I'm the highway, I'm the journey, I'm the direction you need to go. That's what the word way literally means, a highway or a road. I am the way, I'm the, I'm the road you need to get on. He says, I am the truth. I am the way, I am the truth. You know what's interesting is, is how he said it? He said, the truth. You know what he literally was saying? I am the source of truth. That's powerful, huh? I'm the source of truth. So he's the way, the avenue, the direction, the road. He's the source of truth. And he is what? He is life. He is life. And our responsibility is what? To get hold of that life, grab hold of that life. And grabbing hold of Jesus isn't a religious picture. Grabbing hold of Jesus is grabbing hold of his life, the way he lived it, the way he talked in it, the way he thought through it. That's the way grabbing hold of Jesus is. Religiously, we're going to go, oh, Jesus, I want to be like you. Then get connected with his word. Start doing what you know to do. Amen? So he says, on the way, the truth, and life, no man comes to the Father except through me. Galatians 5, 16, 17 says this. I say then, walk in the Spirit, your journey in life in the Spirit, and you shall not, everybody say shall not. Say shall not. 
I'm talking to them out there. Shall not. Walk in the spirit and you shall not do what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Some of the most fleshly Christians I've ever known are the ones that try to act like they're so spiritual. Now, what happened? Because according to here, it says walk in the spirit and you won't be that way. They're not walking in the spirit. They're walking in a religious con job. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. And then out there, they're flesh. Oh, that person, they're ugly and I can't stand that person. I hate that person. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I hate that person. Oh, let me tell you about that person. There's a lot of spiritual con people out there. I'm telling you right now. Walking in the spirit has nothing to do with how many scriptures you got memorized. How many times you go to church? No, oh, maybe that, but let's move on. No. Walking in the spirit, according to scripture, is not a difficult thing to find, but it's something how it's been defined in something that most people can't attain, where it becomes a super spiritual thing to where people look at the life and go, how can I attain that? You can never attain it because you're only seeing them for 30 minutes. Live with them 24-7. And all of a sudden, you're going to find out, wow, where'd that spiritual walk go? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's easy to play a con on TV or on a radio broadcast. The point is, is what are they doing on Monday? That's the key, isn't it? I believe it is. So it says, walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh wars against the spirit. The spirit wars against the flesh. They're, they're contrary to one another. They're at warfare against one another. So this is battle in this life to where our flesh is like going, I want to do this. And the spirit's like going, nah, I don't want to do this. And the flesh is going, no, I want to do this. And the spirit is going, no, you already had two enchiladas. You don't need the third one. You just don't need it. But I want it. Why waste it? I'm paying for the third one. Isn't that what we do? Yes, yes we do. We're all guilty, huh? But see, the thing is, is listen, don't, don't think I'm going to a place of trying to get us on a bunch of bondage and, and, and we can't eat, you know, a piece of cheesecake or we can't get into, you know, having one of our favorite meals. It might be, you know, pizza or whatever. And all of a sudden we're exempt from all that. I, I, that's not where I'm going. Where I'm going is, is we need to start thinking health, period. Because you're going to tell me that this is the last and only virus that will ever attack? Because it isn't. As a matter of fact, the flu, I know the coronavirus lovers hate hearing this, but the flu kills as many people every year. And we have flu shots. I'm just saying, don't look at me that way. I'm just saying. We have flu shots, and it's killing thousands and thousands every year. Now, what does that mean? That means, listen, people, we got to get healthy because it's the same picture 
in the flu as it is in the COVID-19. It's attacking immune systems and weak immune systems get affected. Little children get affected. I, it's got, we got to stop this. Not go through life scared. We've got to build up our bodies. We've got to recognize the responsibility to start eating right. And don't define it as some GQ magazine picture. Define it as health. Define it as I'm feeling better. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. I'm going down a pant size. A lot of people want to jump on the scale and define it by that. Well, if you're exercising and eating correctly, you're probably building a little more muscle too, which weighs more than fat. So you got to be careful on the scale thing. Amen? It's just things you have to look at and pay attention to. But ultimately it comes down to, I heard this statement. To walk a thousand mile journey, you got to take the first step. And I think that's what it comes down to. We got to start taking the first step. Amen. We got all these different ugly, gross diseases. We've seen the devastation of it. And I know many of you in here know people that have died of these things. And it's ugly. I'm telling you right now, ugly. But you're alive right now. And knowing that that has happened to loved ones ought to spark a fire within you. Just for the sake of how can I make an impact not only in my life, but someone else that's watching me. I love you guys. I don't want anybody going home soon. That doesn't make sense. I I don't want anybody. What's the purpose? We need you. And we need you doing your work and God's work well, not sick, not barely able to make it through life. We need you strong. Amen. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to jump ahead. I get where I get like tread. This is what God gave me. I'll tell you how I was birthed. I was listening to some news, hearing the devastation. It was about a couple weeks ago, I'm walking through the church and I just, I just started tears. It's during my prayer time. And I thought, what's going on? And inside in my mind, everything is, is I miss, I miss our church family, I miss people. I miss all, all, all of us being here. I miss hearing kids crying. I would never think I would ever say, I, I love the nursery by my office. I will never complain ever about the nursery being right next to my office. You will never hear me say, the nursery's right next to my office. I love it forever. And I miss the the kids, and I miss the, the laughter. I miss everything about it because everything out there screams life. And it's so hard because this is all I've known for years, over 35 plus years of ministry. This is all I've known. 
And my family, this is all we know. Even my kids, this is all we know. And it's the hardest thing in the world to, to experience this lack. And thank God we have people in here. Healthy, awesome people. Amen? Amen. Thank God. But I know there's families. I know there's parents right now. You're, you got one parent, one, your husband's here, your wife's here, and you're there being a champion with your kids. Thank God for you. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I want you here. I want you here. I know. Listen, I made the rules and I understand it's, it's, so I'm not trying to say, break the rules, break the rules. I believe it's, it's a common sense approach. I do. This is what I believe. This is the peace I felt about it. So just a little bit, it's all good. You'll be with us, but I'm talking to a bunch of family members out there that I know they want to, they're, they want in here, you know, but here we have the message of shred. How'd it come? The pain of missing everybody. And then this came on me heavy. I mean, real heavy. And that is because I have been hearing the statistics and I have been listening to causes and I have been paying attention to why people are dying. And then I looked at my church and I said, what are we doing? Because I know that we have the tendency to have an area of time each year to focus in on health. We, we've done that. But I want to change. I want to change to where it's not 21 days or a two-week thing or a week this. I want our mindset to be focused in on being healthy. I want our mindset to change. And I want this mindset to go into our loved ones, to be an influence. No, it doesn't mean we have to drop all Bible teaching because everything I'm talking about is the Bible. But what it means is we start recognizing the power of faith and the power of all the things that God has shown us. Do not work if you're always sick. To go into all the world and to make disciples, don't work if you have a hard time getting out of bed. Impacting life just doesn't work if you can't walk 50 yards without running out of breath. It just doesn't work. And I don't think this is right for us to just not look at it. But we all need to start paying attention to it because I, listen, it's my heart. I'm up, I got to pop a heart and I don't want ever my kids, my boys to be sick. I just don't want them sick. Cold, I don't care what it is. I don't want them sick. Sometimes because of the heat, they'll get a bloody nose. I can't stand it. Has nothing to do with they're bleeding, has everything to do with, I don't want them bleeding. I don't want them dealing with anything like that. I don't like it. Well, that's my heart. I'm not a better father than anybody else. It's a heart from the father's heart because I believe he feels the same way. He doesn't want us sick and diseased and going through these pains. He doesn't want it. I don't want it. So I'm going to make sure that we're not looking at things. Now I'm not going to say all of a sudden we're going to have mandatory fast every month. 
Some of you should, but we're not going to. But what I am doing is I'm saying, listen, we honestly, we honestly need to start looking at ourselves in a different light. Right? Because it's just something that can creep up on you. How many have, I know you're not going to want to answer this, but how many have gained weight over the past three months because of this thing? My belly showing? Because I'm telling you right now, I got 15 pounds of Corona weight and I don't like it. 15 pounds. I think Pastor Lyle was telling me like 50 on her. <laughs> it's exaggeration. But do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, we all, haven't we, most of us have, have, and it's because of just what's happened. Gyms are closed and, and you can't go out in the park and you, and so many things were so bad to where you're like going, all right, then I'm eating Twinkies. You know, like, hey, sky is falling. Let's go. But the thing is, is, you know, I look at this, and I'm going in a few short months, in a few short months, 15 pounds, that's, that's demonic. So I looked at that and I thought, okay, because of that, I'm selfish. It's all about me. No, I looked at that and I thought, you know what? I've heard this. I've also heard that spousal abuse has gone up. Families have been destroying one another during this time. And I'm thinking, shouldn't we be coming closer and stronger? Well, there's something wrong with this picture. And it's just something where I'm looking at it and saying, you know what? If the church doesn't look at spirit, soul, and body, then we're, we're cheating people. If we're just majoring on spirit, see, I learned these principles through my journey. If we major on spirit, we're going to be wackos that are irrelevant because the soul is our lives right now. And it should be the major picture of communication in the church about the soul. Why? Because the spirit actually, when you receive Jesus, it's perfect. But we want to make spiritual conversation. So we want to all talk spiritual. And we major on that, we become freaky. And you can know freaky people. They act spiritual and they're repenting every year of God, don't kick me out of heaven. And it's because of spiritual goofiness. You look at the soul, and the soul has to deal with everything that we deal with in life. That is the key. Because right now, you can learn about faith, but if you see yourself so bad and weak, you're never going to put faith to work. So you got to work on identity. You got to work on your mind. You got to work on, on the area where we deal with one another character, integrity, not lying. You know, just those little things like that. You see what I'm saying? So the soul's very vital, but body, let's get that out of there. Don't talk about body. I didn't, I didn't say booty, I said body. Don't talk about body. We push body away. And body's important because I don't care how cool you think you are in your soul and how spiritual you are. I've got the word of God memorized. And you're sick. And you're dealing with all kinds of chronic problems because you don't exercise and you eat 
anything and everything before you. The Bible in Proverbs talks about gluttony and it mentions your name. <laughs> just saying, just saying. What, what happens? We, we've got to look at the body area too, right? Spirit, soul, and body. We three-part beings. So love life is committed. Committed to have you run a 10K before every Sunday service. Amen. I'm going to watch y'all. No, someone's got to watch. Make sure you're not cheating. <laughs> no, that's crazy talk, huh? No, but what we're going to do is I'm going to make sure. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start counting calories or something. <laughs> we're going to do something. We're going to have, you know, everybody wants to do temperature checks. We're going to do like uh, fat. Uh, yeah. No, what's the thing that measures your fat percentages? Is it BMI? Do they have like BMI checkers? We're going to do BMI checkers. Oh, wait a minute. You were 30 last week and you're 32 this week. No, no, no. You're going to have to stay an extra 20 minutes after service. 100 times. Why I should not be heavy. Keep writing it. Are y'all good? No, listen. I know. Listen, I'm playing, but I do. I'm serious. I really, really want us to start focusing in on the whole enchilada. And I'm using enchilada right now. But the whole thing, y'all with me or not? Yeah. Out there, are you with me or not? Out there, you're thinking, yeah, I'll listen, but you know, yeah, it's the accountability thing. But let's be real. You know, I know, things gotta change. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Amen? Let's do this together. Shred. You ready for it? Yes. It's broken down in an acronym. All right? Start. Health. Renew. Exercise. Discipline. God gave me this. It's an amazing thing. You know when he gave it to me, by the way? It's sort of weird. But remember that gopher I, I talked about that was driving me nuts? I got him. During prayer time, I got the gopher. And I made the statement after I got him, I shredded you. I was like doing a dance over the gopher. And right when I said that, the word shred stuck in me. And when I heard that word shred, I'm telling you, God speaks me in the weirdest times. I'm dancing over a dead gopher. No, I'm telling you, this is 100% this true. And all of a sudden, the word shred. And uh, see, I've been doing this thing for a while now, so I know when God's, I know 100% I know when God's speaking to me. I just know. I've been doing this. I know his voice. I know exactly when, I, it just, I know. I know that I know that I know. And it can happen anytime. And it's not just prayer time. It can happen all the time. But I know. I know when there's times he's saying, pay attention. So the word shred, well, that was weird, shred, shred, shred. Can't do it again. The word shred came up in me. And I went, all right, God, there's something there. And then all of a sudden he brought to me what I was crying about when it had to do a church. And he brought to me the information of death and diseases. And he brought to me 
unhealthy church. And he brought to me all this stuff started bursting within me. And then the acronym came forth. Start. Start. Shred. Start. We can't do anything until we do something. You got to start. Any habit that you want broken, you've got to start. If you don't start and all you do is talk about it, all you do is think about it, nothing ever is going to happen. You've got to start. Change doesn't change until it's, you got to start. You got to start doing something. Jesus said, go. What is he wanting us to do? He wants to win the lost, make disciples. But what does he say? Go, therefore. He was saying this, start with a purpose. That's what go therefore means in the Greek. Start with a purpose. Isn't that awesome? Start with a purpose. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Whoever hears these sayings and does them. Start. Whoever hears and starts doing them. He didn't say whoever hears them and just hears them. He who hears them and memorizes them. No, 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 no. He who hears them and starts to do them. What did he say? He said, I'm, I'm going to liken them to a wise man or woman. Why? Because they're starting. Starting. Deuteronomy 10, 11. Then the Lord said to me, arise. Arise. That's the Hebrew word, kum. It literally means get going with anticipated victory. Arise, start. But how? With the expectation of victory. Arise, start. Begin, start your journey so the people may go in and possess the land. That's what God was telling Moses. Start, go. But don't start just to get going. Start with an attitude. Start with an expectation. If you ever played sports, at a certain level, you understand the principle. Little League, you don't really get that until you get to, you know, different levels, you know, championship levels, but you start learning these principles. And as you get higher and higher and higher in, in whatever athletic endeavor you're doing, all of a sudden, psychology comes into play. Believe it or not, it does in a big way. Because, see, you can have, you know, three running backs that are 6'3", 280, and they all look the same physically. And they can all run the same speed. What makes a difference in one of them to become better than the other one? Right here. You look at Jordan. What's so special with Michael Jordan as far as physically? I can show you a lot of guys that look more muscular, much stronger, taller, faster. What's up? Do you see what I'm saying? What, what, this right here, right here. This is the key. That's why I get up every morning and make confession. This is my day. That's my day. This is the day the Lord has made for me. This is my day. I start expecting God to do great things each day. Do great things happen? I don't know. Could be, might be. Sometimes I don't see him, but it doesn't matter. That's my expectation. A great day could be happening. I don't know it yet. Maybe a month later, I'm going to find out when that guy finally gives me that million dollars that God told him to. It happened that day. I just don't know it. You can't, you, you can't define what that is. Just you got to expect a great day. 
You guys with me on this? All right. So we have to have that expectation. Like I said, Matthew 28, 19 is go therefore. Immediate. Go now. Present. You can't have change until you start. You got to anticipate the victory. Health. Shred. Start. H. Health. Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health. And be in health. Just as your soul prospers. That word being health means to abound in physical health. To abound in physical health. Need to start doing something. Amen. Amen. Whether you eat or drink, whether you what? Eat or drink. Fill in the blank of what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You eat the enchilada, do it for the glory of God. You might be thinking, dude, that's weird. No, when you do it that way, you start paying attention to what you're doing. You start realizing, wait a minute, I can't just be out of control. I got to be under control in everything I do. You think food's not an issue? I guarantee you that food is the representation of many things in your life. Oh, I did go there. I did go there. Uh Uh-huh. It's a fact. Ask how many people that when they stop smoking and when they stop doing things, what did they start doing? Guarantee you most of them are going to say eating. Go ask. Find out. That's why people don't because don't stop because they don't want to get that. It's the reality of it. Each disease can be fixed or avoided by eating healthy and exercising, by the way. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You're not your own. That's what God says. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'm not trying to define how you take care of that temple in the sense of we're not all at the same level, same place, same anything. One person, you know, weighing a certain amount and feeling fat can be totally different than someone else. So we're not judging according to that picture. We just can't. I've been guilty of that. I don't want to be that person. I want to recognize that if we're overweight and we know we're overweight and we feel it, then it's not right. I don't want to be judging based upon, no, there's people that are overweight and you ain't overweight. I don't want to be that person. I just realized it's not the right place to be. Why? Well, because you could look at me and think, well, I mean, he's not overweight, but no, I am. And I don't feel right. And I don't like it. And my pants are tighter. And it just, I don't like anything about it. And it's not, it, I'm not feeling healthy. I'm not feeling like I did before the extra 15. Do you understand that? So see, you might be in a whole different pit. You might be, you know, an extra 30, an extra 100. It, the point is, is we need the extra out of there. And it ain't going to happen overnight. And that's all I'm saying. It isn't going to happen overnight. But as long as we're starting, 
And as long as we're recognizing that we can't settle for where we're at because we weren't born this way. We've got to recognize a responsibility to take a responsible action in our lives and realize that, yes, my body is worth paying an extra $2 a pound for a healthier piece of meat or whatever. My body deserves it. Because we're looking at cans, we're going, well, this one says beans and it's only four cents. And this one says beans and it's organic and it's $4. I'm going to get the four cent one. And on the back of it has 50 different chemicals. And this one just says refried beans as ingredients. But you're going to go for the four cent can. Why? Because you don't see yourself valuable enough. And you know I'm talking truth. I said, you know I'm talking truth. That dollar is making you feed yourself. And I guarantee you, you will pay later. We got to get this going. Amen. We got to get healthy. So we got to start. We got health. Next, we have renew. Romans 12, 2. Renew means to make like new, to restore to freshness, vigor, or perfection, to replace something that is old or damaged. That's the definition of renew. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know what? That you may know the will of God for your life in different areas of his will for your life. How do we get to know that? According to scripture, it is what? Do not be conformed to this word. Conformed literally in the Greek word is to take a piece of clay and deform it or shape it. So the Bible's saying this, and if you were speaking Bible Greek, you would hear someone say that, and it would be like me speaking English. Hey, don't let someone out there shape you into who they are. That's what it would be saying to us. But wait a minute. If it's saying that, what does it mean? That it can. So it says, don't be conformed, and it says what? To this world. Well, I'm not going to get conformed to someone that lives in India. Exactly. And that's not the word. It's actually the word that literally means the age in which you live or the sphere of that age in the area you are in. So you can live in the 50s here in the U.S. different than maybe Africa. It might have a different look, but it doesn't matter. It's that sphere or age that you're in. So there is an ability for that age to conform you to it. And the Bible says, don't be. Why is that so important that we don't be like everybody? Because God didn't create you that way. You are unique. I know this is tough, but I'm telling you right now. Yeah, you had a messed up life. Yeah, you had a problem in your, your, your family life. And yeah, you've gone through hell. I get it. There's a lot of messes out there. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're on this earth. You have been created and you are unique to God. And he don't see you like anybody else. He sees you like you. 
You are valuable. You are important. And I'm not just throwing a bunch of flash, little lovely stuff to you. I'm telling you the truth. This is exactly the way God is and how he sees you. He cares about you, cares about you big time. So you got to recognize that. It's so important, so valuable. But it says, do not be formed to this time, this period, but be transformed, metamorpho. Metamorpho is where we get the word metamorphosis. You already know what metamorphosis is. Just look at caterpillar, butterfly. Caterpillar, butterfly. That's where this word came from. And this is what God's saying to us. He's saying what? Do not be fashioned or shaped by this world, but what? But what? Be renewed. Renewed, metamorpho. In other words, have this inside change working outward. How do I do that? By renewing your mind. Your mind. See, you can't change. You can't change until you change how you process your thought. What are you thinking and how are you thinking? Once you start changing, and we, we know the power of change in, in thought in the sense that you are in complete control. You are. Everybody in here is complete control. No one can sit there and go, I just can't. Yeah, you can. You just don't want to. You're so used to everybody telling you, dictating to you, that you're lost in who you truly are as an awesome person. And God's saying, listen, take control of your life. Don't let that person dog you. Don't let that ter person tear you down. The reason why it's working is because you believe. Believe what? Do you honestly believe what they're saying? Or is it because you believe that about yourself? See, people that are hurt, hurt. But also understand that people that are hurt believe to stay hurt. Don't want you there. I want you healthy. I want you whole. I want you healthy and whole here. I want you healthy and whole here. And I want you healthy and whole here. Right? Ooh, showed you the gun, didn't I? All right. Tim's like going, let me show you mine. <laughs> me and Tim always, we end our text with that, you know, that one picture. I noticed mine are stronger looking than yours in that text. I don't know. I thought they were all the same, but mine looks a little buff to yours. I don't know what's up with that. You know, you think Apple would be, you know, all right, let's move right on. So renew. Amen. We need to mind renew. Next we have what you don't know. Exercise. Body or mental exertion, especially for the sake of trimming, training or improving health. First Corinthians 9, 26, 27. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. That's what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, I'm not going through life, just going through life. I'm going through life, understanding that I'm in control. I got to discipline my body. You want to be healthy? You got to discipline. You want to renew your mind? You got to be disciplined. You want to start? You got to be disciplined. It's, it, this is so important to understand. God wants us to key in on the word discipline. He's saying, be disciplined. Let me give you seven benefits of exercise. This is how you, this, listen, this is a no brainer. Seven per benefits of exercise. Improves brain health, 
boost, boosts the immune system, better sleep, strengthens bones, more energy, reduces pain, helps with weight loss. Come on. That's just seven. Yeah, I can go down 21 benefits, but I just picked seven of exercise. No more excuses. Love life, family of love life out there, guests, visitors, no more excuses. Anything attacks, God forbid, but if anything attacks again, our bodies are going to be strong, healthy, whole. And it's going to be able to fight off anything. Why? Because God created this. And I'm going to tell you right now, the devil, no disease, no sickness, is greater than this. We just allow our bodies to become weakened by not living correctly. And that also, also means up here, because you can be all healthy and wacko up here. I've known some guys like that. Discipline, the last one. Start, health, exercise, discipline. Ready? Re I mean, renew. I don't even know how to spell shred now. <laughs> Start, health, renew, exercise, discipline. Bring to a state of order obedience by training and control. A regimen that develops or improves a skill. Every, listen, we got to be disciplined in life. Amen. Proverbs 23, 12 says this, live a more disciplined life and listen carefully to words of knowledge. Isn't that cool? Live a more disciplined life and listen to words of knowledge carefully. And I end with this on discipline because it's what, this stuff turns me on about God. I just, his word is so valuable and so important to me, but it's because of stuff like this. It's like, I don't know, God, you're just, you're awesome. But anytime he talks to you and shows you in your word about things we need to fix or things we need to change or things we need to become more like, he always shows in the word that you already have the ability to do it. And that is so, I'm like, God, you are so awesome. I believe that walking successfully in life today, we need to have a disciplined mind. Yes. Amen? Yes. I believe it's vital. It's vital for success in every area of our lives. And according to 2 Timothy 1.7, he's given us a disciplined mind. He says, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, which is saved brain, which means a well-disciplined mind. Is that amazing? And here we are going, how can I have so scatterbrained? I just don't get things done and I'm this and I'm that. And you all talking that way as a believer, but I'm telling you right now, what you have is the ability to get it all back together because it's already yours. He's given you this. He's giving you this power. You think, I can never love, I can't love, I can't love like God. He's giving you his love. What do you mean you can't? You already have it. See, we love to talk about how we can't, how it'll never happen. But see, God, he, it's almost like he's unfair. He's like going, you really don't need to do that. Okay, here, I'll give you every ability so you won't have to ever do it again. 
And it's like, God, are you kidding me? That's, isn't that like cheating or something? But that's how he does it. He's so awesome. I need more peace in my life. I'm just all miserable. He's giving it to you. You just got to mature that fruit. The fruit's in you. The nature's changed. Oh my goodness. Are you guys hearing this? Listen, shred is important because I believe it's the beginnings of a whole new mindset of love life. That's not going to last for just a short period of time, but it's going to consistently work in our lives because we're not in this for, okay, let's get this, you know, diet done. Okay. I'm better. No, you're going to gain 30 pounds next time. It's going to come back in force. You know, the devil leaves one and comes back a million times more. You know, the, the point is, is no, we're going to have a, a consistency in how we live our lives, understanding that it involves a three-part being because that's who we are. And we're going to pay attention to this. So I'm going to jumpstart us with a fit for life. All right? Let's do the right thing. Body, soul, and spirit. But before we can ever get there, there's one thing we have to take care of, and that's our spirit. Got to be born again. Jesus has to be your Lord. And the way you can make him your Lord is to receive him in your life. If you've never done this, I'm going to give you the opportunity. And for you all out there, listen, we've been having fun, but this is a serious, serious thing because we've talked about death, disease, destruction in people's lives. You know people out there that have died of these diseases. You might even know people that might have died because of the virus. But either way, that death has brought forth people's lives to an earlier out on this planet. And I believe everybody's destined to live long and healthy. And listen, I, I do not see God as a God that still kills and destroys. I do see the devil, but I don't see a God that way. I see a Jesus says, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. So I want you to receive Jesus. And I want people, if you've never received Jesus, to receive him. And it's very simple. I'm not asking you to change nothing. All I'm asking you is by faith, reach out to Jesus. He already said what he'll do. You call on his name, you will be saved. So call on his name. Say this, Jesus, I call on your name. I believe the word. And that's why I do this. I call on your name. Jesus, come into my life and save me. Thank you, Jesus, for answering my prayer. Thank you so much for your love for me. I receive this. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I receive everything about you. You're my Lord and my Savior right now in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer for the very first time, anyone in here, you can lift your hand. If you pray this prayer for the very first time out there, you lift your hand by touching that button. Touch that button and say, hey, I received Jesus. Anybody in here this morning, y'all saved? You already got Jesus in your heart? All right. Father, we thank you for this message. I also thank you that people are empowered to start this message, that they're going to hear and do, and their lives will never be the same because of it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. All right, y'all, love you guys. See ya.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.